3: Welcome to the show tonight, our Thursday night Survivor show. If you guys have a question on Survivor, you guys can call in, um, 347-237-5506. Let's have a great
2: show, guys.
1: Welcome, Survivor fans. This is your rad reality show network. We connect you to the reality stars you love. It's Thursday, April seventh, 2016. I'm Cherry Garcia, and I hope you're as excited about tonight's Mike on the Mike show as I am. Our host, Mike Albright, who is the number one fan and Survivor in the world. He's met 431 Survivor alumni so far and he'll be meeting more this year. He's here each and every Thursday night to recap Survivor Korong and as always he has an amazing special guest and tonight we can put the word special in all caps because his guest tonight is someone that absolutely everyone loves. He's a Survivor and He's got his own heavy metal band. He's a wrestler. And if you've ever had the honor of meeting him in person, you know he's just an awesome person through and through. Of course, I'm talking about Mr. Billy Garcia from Survivor Cook Islands. I think everyone knows that. Um, now, if any of you have questions or comments during the show, as uh, Mike and Billy are chatting about Survivor Karang, Fans are always encouraged to call in and participate in the conversation. All you have to do is dial one three four seven two three seven five five zero six, And once you're on our switchboard, please press the number one key on your phone. That lets us know that you're ready to join us on air and you're not just listening to our show from our switchboard. So is everybody ready to start talking Survivor? Let's get our host up here and Start off the show. Here we go, folks.
3: They have volunteered to be marooned for 39 days. This is their story. This is Survival.
1: Mike, how was your day? Oh,
3: pretty good. Um, I'm, I'm almost. I'm over um, four and a half miles. I'm getting back on it. I took a day off. I was feeling kind of crappy yesterday, so I I missed some work. And I I had gone 17 days in a row walking five miles or more, and I only walked three miles yesterday intentionally, just so I could rest and recuperate. And I'm back at it again. And my uh, my uh my phone said it was it was not it was it had been drizzling all day here in Ohio and it said oh it's not going to rain anymore, but while when I was out on my walk it started to snow. So uh, oh mother nature <laughs> mother nature's not being very helpful. So I got three miles in. We're gonna do the show and I'm ho- looking to do probably two more, um afterwards. But yeah, it's been a pretty good day. Just uh, getting ready for uh, our Relay for Life event on Sunday. Hopefully some of the local Tri-state area survivors can stop by for the great cause for the American Cancer Society.
1: Sounds like a great cause to me.
3: Oh yeah, and our group's usually one of the best. We uh, we're a little undermanned this year, so we're going to keep our raffle tickets up, where we raffle off one of our our last three-person apartment here on campus, so that's extremely popular, so it should generate a lot of money, and uh, some individuals have. I got some help from Sash Lanahan from uh, Survivor Nicaragua donated, and one of my friends did, and I made some donations, and I've pledged to for every mile I walk, give $10, so I'm going to try to do between 11 and 15 miles at the event, which has been reduced from a 15-hour event to, I think, a 10-hour event, so I'll have my work cut out for me, but I'm gonna try to do it. And I challenge any of my listeners that want to match me for a mile. You don't have to do ten bucks a mile, but if you want to do, I don't know, fifty cents or a dollar, every little bit helps for the American Cancer Society. I know cancer's affected a lot of people,
1: so. Oh, just about everybody's had cancer affect them in some some sort of way. Everybody, you know, it just such a, a horrible thing. I do want to let you know that your guest is on the switchboard, so whenever, whenever you're ready. Billy
3: wants to, well, yeah, we can we can get him in, and how's your, well, we'll see how his day and your day
1: are once he gets uh, You don't want to hear about my day.
3: <laughs> oh, I've
1: heard I part of it, but I don't know if everyone wants to hear, so. I don't know <laughs> if they want to hear that day, but let's bring Billy up. Here we go. From Cook Islands, Mr. Billy Garcia, thank you so much for calling in, Billy. How are you?
0: I'm doing great, thank you. Uh, I'm loving uh, New York City. Uh, the weather every day is different, so I never know how to dress, and I'm sure I'm going to come down with pneumonia because that's the way it is in New York. <laughs> oh, I hear fine. you. It
3: snowed here today, so I don't even know what it's doing in New York. I know you, the Northeast had a big uh, – I thought they had, you guys had a decent snow a little like last week. Was that more in the you know, Boston area, or is that was that in New York too, man?
0: No, uh, we had snow in New York uh, one day, and then it was, like, 70 degrees the next day, and, uh, yeah, we're all we're all probably going to come down with something.
1: <laughs> I know Michelle wow. Costa in Rhode Island had eight inches of snow the other day. Dang. We didn't have any <laughs> like,
3: inch accumulation here, but it was definitely spitting uh, some weird snow. It was, like, little – it was almost like baby hail. I don't know. It was just another rough – Rough walking day, but, uh, and Sherry's had a pretty, pretty intense day. We won't dive into some of the stuff she's been dealing with, but, uh, yeah. Well, Billy, how it's been, uh, I forget the last time you're on, which season i was it, uh, worlds apart maybe, or was it back on San Juan del Sur? I know you've done this when I've been on. I just, frankly can't yeah. remember. Do you remember which, which installment it was?
0: I do not remember, but I, it's been a while.
3: has <laughs> been a while. why are you liking, uh, Co wrong, it's uh not really a you know propes is prone to hype seasons, he's not really hyping this one, but i I like it, so I don't know how you feel, but
0: yeah, I think the lower expectations makes it that much better. Because uh, uh we're being surprised instead of anticipating
3: for sure uh who um Going in, I guess before the season started, did you have any favorites? And now we're you know deep into the show, final nine. Um, <laughs> Do they stay the same or they change? Like, how? Oh, what's your vibe there? Well, my
0: dark horse Sydney is still around, but all my other picks are gone. Like uh, Liz and Peter, they're, they're gone.
3: Yeah, Doctor Peter. Yeah, who? You know, Liz. Yeah, Liz was a cool. I, I, something about Liz, I don't know. I didn't get I I don't know, just wasn't digging her, and Pete was, uh, I don't know, I don't know who had more, I guess Nick was more outwardly arrogant than Pete, I think he was more unaware of his perceived arrogance, or at least what we got on the 42 minutes of the episode every week was like, my goodness, <laughs> like, what are you talking about, Dr. Baginstos, or what, I'm mangling his name probably, if you're listening, Peter, I'm sorry. I'll learn your name in about five weeks in L.A. when I'm harassing you at a hotel lobby. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so so the ones you liked were out. But of the nine left, who are you, uh, I guess, who do you think's got the best shot and who do you think's got the worst shot?
0: Uh, I think Ty is probably being set up uh, to win right now.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, especially if, uh, if the next two boots are Jason and Scott, then uh, really – who's going to challenge Ty in challenges, really? there's uh, You know, maybe Sydney, maybe. Uh, but, uh, yeah, if, if Jason and Scott go, then then Ty, with the, with being the awesome favorite in the challenge, plus having a hidden media idol, he's going to look pretty good
3: to go to this. Sorry, my... My phone always goes off when I get Twitter (laughs) notifications. Sorry, that's Mario's getting a mushroom. So continue, man. Sorry.
0: (laughs) No, it's all right. I thought that was your way of saying, No, you're wrong.
2: (laughs) No, I don't have, I'm not Rob (laughs)
3: Sestonino. We don't have special effects. I'd be kind of cool when we get more cutting edge, like.
2: Oh, we do have special
3: effects, but. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, not any of that. I don't want to get sued by Nintendo of America. That's a dead (laughs) ringtone deal there, so. But yeah, yeah, I'm liking Ty a lot.
0: Um I think Debbie's really chance is for the uh the all girls alliance to hold together, which it doesn't look like it's going to. I think things are broken up into three factions where you have some of the girls, you have uh uh Jason and, and, and Scott who might pull Julia as we as we uh continue the previews. Mm-hmm. Then you have uh uh Ty and Joe who are like the older guys on the uh on a, on a separate faction altogether, so maybe we'll see a few weeks of uh, of voting blocks instead of voting alliances.
3: Could you believe uh, well, we're kind of jumping around here? But could you believe Ty? I just I can't believe him at Tribal Council. Some of the stuff he says and does, like bringing up the <laughs> Super Idol. I think I don't know if and I and I had a question. I tweeted it to Ty. I was I wanted to know, and to other people, did that have any bearing on what happened with him? You know, just saying about the super idol, and I was asking him more about like why did he vote for Jason? I thought that was one of the weird, you know, we're getting a. It's weird when four people receive votes this late into the game. That's kind of something that might happen in an early episode. And I was just like, dude, Ty, what's the deal? Why'd you vote for Jason? Maybe was he aware of things and didn't want to go against Nick? Was he currying the jury? Was he just out of the loop? Like I had, I had no idea. Do you have any idea why Ty may have done that?
0: Um, you know. T- we, tribal Council is a lot longer than we always see, so I wonder if some of what he was saying about being lied to, uh, if that had played in, in segments of Tribal Council that we didn't get to see. Oh, okay. um, Yeah, so I'm wondering about that. And then uh, maybe to make himself look that much more honest, he came forward and told about the Super Idol and, uh, and, and positioned himself against Jason. So uh, I wonder if, uh, if, you know, especially with Joe being the FBI guy and maybe, uh, uh you know, maybe uh, there was some sort of conversation also between Ty and Joe that we didn't see where where Joe and Ty were comparing notes. So, okay, uh, that
3: makes sense, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm wondering if that, that's, you know, if, if it was a matter of maybe uh, a 90-minute episode would have suited us better to find out all the – all these hidden, you know, mysteries of, of why Ty went the way he went. Because it does seem on one hand out of left field, but on the other hand it just feels like there's stuff that we just didn't get to see in this episode that would have explained it.
3: Very interesting, yeah, because <clears throat> it looked like it was locked and loaded to go 7-3, to three, but it was just interesting how, you know, Nick's way he carried himself and... You know Sydney feeling possibly at the bottom of her Braun group, and the, you know they're sticking tie in their alliance, and they stuck Nick and Michelle and Julian. I think Sydney probably felt pretty alienated. It appeared, and um, it was just interesting how that fell apart, and, and Nick just didn't see it coming. I, I Nick's been one of my favorites since the beginning, just because even on his, um, you know, even on his two minute video from CBS, I like could get a sense. The, what is that? I am not sure what's is somebody getting a fax or what I, I don't know maybe the is <laughs> listening to this or somebody at SEG we're, we we we've been getting some very interesting interviews and insider information from Brandon Hans and Scout the past couple of weeks so maybe we're getting hacked by the network who knows <laughs> uh,
1: that's a really irritating when, noise <laughs> yeah,
3: I have no idea what that is. I'm on my landline at work, so I'm not even, it's not my funky cell. that The tradition, Billy, my first season was my phone would cut out every episode. I'm on a landline, too. Yeah, so who knows what's up. But, uh, yeah, so we get the, the episode opens up, and we've got the aftermath of Neil's exit, and you weren't here last week, Billy, but that had to be one of the strangest, 10, 15 minutes of Survivor that I can recall. Have you ever seen anything or imagined anything like that where the doctor comes out with probes and everyone's like, let's see your war wounds? What, what, what do you think of that?
0: <laughs> well, uh, I wish something like that would have happened to my season because uh, on, on my season, uh, I got set on fire after the first challenge and we got—I got I got zero medical attention. They were like, yeah, he's alive.
1: Oh, all my right. God. Game on.
0: Game on. <laughs> so, yeah. But, you know, this is season 32. I played season 13. A lot changed since then. Um, people are getting wa- bottles of water now and and all sorts of things that we never got. It, so. Antibiotics
3: and everything. Yeah, because you said, didn't you almost drown, too? Didn't the boat almost take your guys' boat out? It's too bad that that didn't happen after the the burning. It would have been more ideal for you. But it Wow, I'm no medical attention for getting caught on fire. That's
2: a that's none. A, that's a,
0: I, they changed my shorts because uh my uh, my my the shorts that I was in fact uh, the shorts that I wore in episode one and in episode two are completely different. If you check them out, like if you check out the two challenges side by side, you'll see different shorts because the shorts I wore in uh, the first challenge were gone. They were done.
2: Wow. <laughs> so, uh, Get so, those wow. screenshots out, people, and, out and put that, sports, that on yeah. Twitter
3: and Facebook. The Billy short debacle that we didn't get there was more insider information SEG, hope you're listening we got all of the dirt here on my, on the mic so.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah so uh, there's so much uh, me- medical uh, attention now this season more than any other season I've ever seen that uh, you know hey good for them sucks for everybody else that's ever played and never got you know so much as a band-aid <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: I've been, I have third degree burns too bad we were pushing onward. Well, look at this scratch I've got. Oh goodness, let's take a look. And I was surprised. Yeah, I like you know Ty was like he loves to show off his high crotch double wounds, but they they were healing up pretty nicely. And old Scott Pollard showed a he had a he had a really bad one. If that had been by a joint like Neil's he might have gone too. And then Aubrey, that was. A pretty nasty one too, but Neil, my goodness, he's got Mount Neil on his knee, which that thing, that's the same thing that happened. To, wasn't that what happened to Penner? On a... Something,
0: yeah, something like that. Uh, I think Neil looked more nastier, but uh, I think Penner's uh, had a more lasting effect. Where he, uh, he was, he was in, a, he was in, a, like unable to bend his leg completely for like a good six
2: months.
3: Wow. So maybe that's the person they were watching out for. And this back one was no joke either. It wasn't. It was probably the, probably the nastiest looking thing. Somebody called it Lord Voldemort on the Twitter scene. I forget who, who said that, but it was, you know, that thing was nasty. But Neil yeah, went but out. And, uh, if, if you watch the Ponderosa videos, it was interesting. Uh, Nick was actually the first person to go to Ponderosa. They basically, it appears, they took Neil right from the hospital right to that tribal council. So, um in some convoluted way, then I guess he went back cuz if you watch the Ponderosa videos, uh Nick wanted to become mayor of Ponderosa. I found that funny and interesting. And he and he took it really well. He's a you know, he's got that cocky arrogance, but as soon as he got blindsided, he was just like, "Yeah, they they made a good move." And there's just no like I don't see this jury, you know, being "Quote unquote butthurt." I hope we'll see what happens down the
1: road, but. But Nick said he's still going to be arrogant even after he got voted off.
3: Well, he's always going to be arrogant, but I just I just appreciate <laughs> the, just the honesty with his arrogance. I don't know. It just there's no like, and I think he's even amping it up just to be memorable. And I I think that's hilarious. And I bet the casting people had to love that. Just someone that was that 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 attractive with the. Uh, that just arrogance and bravado. It's it's perfect reality TV. And then you get somebody more like Pete that's just kind of oblivious to how he carries himself. I think Nick news it knows exactly what he's saying and he probably plans out most of those confessionals. So Yeah. Was... This
0: cast is one of the most arrogant casts like ever. <laughs> like, uh, it's like that's it's like true. Yeah, like the it's like two thirds or, or 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 better say three quarters of the cast is like arrogant. And, yeah. and, and yeah, and it's, it, it's not just the guys, like, Debbie is pretty arrogant as well.
3: She's, yeah, I ex- I made the merge and I expected to, like, Debbie, you should see some of the confessionals people are saying about you. You made the merge, but you're rubbing some people the wrong way, and I, as somebody that's kind of busy with a few things, can you believe all the jobs Debbie's had throughout the season? I've, I didn't <laughs> even know there was a term for when they say your name and then your profession on the show. I guess it's, uh, i probably mispronounced it, like a cryon or a... Or something, I probably missed. Yeah, yeah. But then Debbie's had, I believe, like fifteen different jobs that's listed on the show.
2: <laughs>
3: and yeah. most sketchy of all is part-time model. I mean, I'm, you know, I've got my own distinct <laughs> look, but I've never claimed <laughs> to be a model. But I don't know. Fairplay had some fun with some pictures of Debbie. I guess he found on the interwebs, but. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's like, it, it, I get the impression like Debbie can't keep a job for more than six
2: months <laughs>
3: Yeah, I mean like, here, the water's safe, I'm drinking it But then there's that whole controversy with all, of the, whatever she, that was even on TMZ I was like, wow
2: so,
3: Like if I'm in the hotel lobby and she's like, hey, you want a bottle of water? I'm going be like, eh, I don't think so, I'll, I'll pass <laughs> I'm, I'm looking out for my health here, so yeah her arrogance and uh old Jason and Scott are very popular with some of the alumni when i that I can see um, one of the New York survivor that can't stand either of them who's very opinionated who needs to get on this show. I need to get old Eliza on here sometime. I think she'd have a lot to say about these people, but uh. Well, um, I'm going to go back to kind of do this a little somewhat chronologically. All right. Um, So they get back, and I I like the shout-out Scott made to previously on Survivor, which um, (laughs) starting the POS group, I thought that was a – we always get Jeff's shout-out, but then we got Scott's shout-out too. But he's like, it's okay to be sad, and it's okay to be happy, you know, seeing somebody – go out in a medical way it's that's got to be i mean you went pretty early so you didn't have to directly experience that but i guess it's got to be really hard to see you know somebody you, you go through the whole process with leaving in a medical fashion you've met a lot of the cast i mean post post game have you have you ever had any conversation with anybody that was medically evacuated and what their experience is like differently than being voted out
0: uh yeah yeah you know uh um... Uh, Depending on how serious it is, some of them just make it back to the Ponderosa where the doctor uh, treats them at the Ponderosa, uh, and then it's just like a daily treatment. But uh, there's been a couple that, uh, like Bruce, uh, had to go into surgery, so that was serious. So he went to to a a, a real hospital and uh, spent the night at the real hospital, and uh, uh, he just barely made it back in time to sit at tribal council as a jury member. Uh but uh yeah uh, he, he told me he was like drugged up when he was sitting there on, on a, a tribal council. <laughs>
3: yeah, he's got to be probably wow. the worst medical evac I would think in that that's been in the jury phase. I think the other two big ones would be scooping and probably Caleb this season, but they were, you know, pre-jury, so that was right. at least fortunate for that. But yeah, Bruce is that's a and that's the only time you know we've had a lot of similar types of injuries. It's amazing no one else has fallen in a fire, but just not being able to go to the bathroom for what was it like two weeks or something? That's just such a
0: yes.
3: weird medevac. So
0: that's uh yeah, I always feel bad about the about that because uh, you know uh, having been out there, I know like how quickly you get constipated. It happens right away.
2: It's yeah.
0: Like, it's it, it, it's it's something that happens like your body realizes okay you're gonna be sleeping around bugs and stuff. You, you know, that that part of your body needs
3: to shut, you know, get shut. You need to shut yep. that door, <laughs> you know. We don't want any more <laughs> coming in here, so, yeah.
0: Yeah, you want to keep it an exit, not an entrance, you
3: know. <laughs> the bug's like, I want to come by and be like, but wait. It's not happening. <laughs> wow. So that is a typical occurrence even in your, was it six six days, right? You were still getting that kind of physical experience, and he probably amplified being there. 30-some days. Wow. Yeah, Is it lack yeah. of nutrients, you think, or you know, stuff you're not getting in your system? Or just a lack of...
0: I, I think uh, a person's metabolism has, you know, when it changes uh, uh, from the shock of the different uh, climate and the different foods you're eating and all that stuff, I think you, you get people respond to it differently. Some people go okay. down. Some people uh, speed up. Some people... Uh, uh, to get introverted, some people have no filter, and in Bruce's case, mm-hmm. it's like that particular part of his body shut down.
3: Yeah, his age when probably you're out there around all those strangers, to too, and his in the amount of you know calories he was probably putting in as a you know part partially mar, you know martial arts instructor and a teacher, he probably just wasn't getting his normal nutrients, and it'd But been an if older you remember, guy.
0: If you remember. The, the the genesis of the problem wasn't that he hadn't been crapping for two weeks. It was that he won a food reward where they had this outdoor Panamanian barbecue, and he completely stuffed himself.
3: And oh so yeah, eating, yeah, of course. He goes from yeah. eating
0: nothing to all of a sudden having a full stomach, and his body just didn't adapt quick enough.
3: Okay, well that that makes sense, and that was that's probably yeah that's got to be one of the worst. Worst metavax, and uh, yeah. um, I like uh, going through there. You know, Scott's talking about he's happy, and you know, Joe's talking about not feeling very powerful. And then we got another w- weird quote from Scott Pollard, who I say is like a James Bond villain. He sounds like when he laughs. I don't know if you,
2: you've I don't <laughs> know you've probably seen
3: it. He sounds like Jaws, Richard yeah. Keel or whatever from uh, Spy Who Loved Me, and Moonraker, because whenever I hear that laugh, I tweet him like, "There's the James Bond villain laugh again," and he always likes it, so he, I guess he can appreciate being a villainous big dude. But he's <laughs> like, you know, survivors like a box of chocolates. ho <laughs> ho <laughs> oh! oh My like, God, <laughs> great song. I like Scott more than Jason, but and then Jason tears into the the vote set in stone. You know, Neil went home. We're gonna split the votes. It'll be seven to three. And then we get these great confessionals from Aubrey, who's turned into one of my favorites this season. And she's just like, we can sense what happened. I can sense what's happening. It's like high school, the tough guys, and the pretty girls hang around with them, and the shy, nerdy people, um, like Debbie and myself and Joe. And then she had the best line. One of the best lines of this episode, she's like... "Um." The good-looking people will age and over-ripen, and the misfits will get their revenge. It's amazing these high school metaphors people were making. You know, Jason made one last week about throwing nerds in lockers. Nick was saying, right. was a pretty girl getting the valedictorian or the captain of the team, and now Aubrey's talking about you know this high school dichotomy. Is that a real palpable thing you guys feel out there? Do you, I mean, it's got to be... Every high school and junior high can either be positive, negative, or neutral for most people. Mine, I would say, was pretty positive, but is the game like that usually how it goes for people? Is that a common thing? Or
0: Yeah, I think every season that I, you know, I've heard stories of, and pretty much, yeah, with the exception of this one, because um, I haven't met these people yet for this season, um, yeah, every season I've heard stories of how it's like high school on uh, the game of Survivor. Uh, and and a big a big part of the game is to is to manipulate that that sort of dynamic, the high school dynamic. Uh, it mm-hmm. certainly was in my tribe. It was very much high school. Um, what really stood out for me in Audrey's uh, uh, confessional was where she uh, mentioned how uh, you hear all the time how when one thing goes wrong, and another thing, and it's hard to recover from that. Oh, I thought like,
3: that was a great line. Yeah, that was. Amazing when she was connecting that, but it also kind of was foreshadowing for other things too that were about to happen.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I'm I'm like, wow, okay, so we got a player that in the middle of the game she's getting it. Like she's heard so many times the other people say it that's playing the path, and it usually goes in one ear out the other. Uh, But within the game she's getting it that like that downward spiral is a real phenomenon, and nobody's
3: ever pulled up from it. Mm Mm-hmm. Crazy. But I thought that was interesting, Her uh, all the connections they're making. And I, and I appreciate, you know, sometimes depending on who the people are, it's sometimes fun to watch, you know, dominant people that have the power. And, but most of the time for me it's fun to watch, you know, ragtag group of underdogs, you know, go yeah. through and dominate. That's probably one of my favorite alliances ever was from Bruce's season, uh, that crazy Kasaya bunch of people that were just – so different than Lamina, but just such a great group of people when it came to the challenges
2: and they were right, just the right. most
3: chaotic, crazy tribe ever.
0: No, I agree. I agree. That was a, a great tribe. Um, yeah, for sure. Like, you know, the, a good underdog story is always great. Um, uh, and, uh, uh, I, I, I you know, I just don't see like, um, like the, uh, for lack of a better term, I don't see like the, uh, jerks moving forward. Like I think you see them yep. getting getting picked off. Like uh, uh, you know, uh they're starting to, even though we got to see a little bit of their human side this this uh this episode which uh I yep. have to hear your take on that where where uh both both Jason and Scott kinda opened up about the private lives. But,
3: right. Uh, yeah, it sounded like that's maybe this is uh you know, the calm before the storm, like, here's their humanity and now we're gonna obliterate these people that have power. It's reminded me of Worlds Apart with you know, when they when, you know, Dan's trying to open up more and will. <laughs> it seemed pretty
2: okay. I
3: saw the parallels there for sure.
0: Yeah, I was kinda of looking at it like the editor is trying to get the spotlight off of these two jerks and so we're eliminating a different jerk tonight.
3: So. Yep. <laughs>
0: so,
3: yeah, like it's not these two. They're humans. But Narcissus is about to see staring at his own face so long, he's about to fall in the pool and drown, and those (laughs) girls are going to help push him over when he's peering at his own beautiful face.
1: The girls never stick together, though.
3: Well, that's the thing. They're going to come together, but at some point there's going to be, you know, I equate it to Kagayan where the women had some power, and it was all like, who decided to switch on who and how personally offended people got. I... But the it, girls it, it never it, it,
1: stick it, together. They get too catty, and I, was just say, it I tweeted it's always it's always cattiness and y chromosomes that come come between them, <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. and and it never works out in the end. One time <laughs> out of
0: thirty-one seasons, one time, uh, and that was Micronesia where poverty won. Um, yeah, that's the one time it worked out of 31 seasons, this being the 32nd. But, uh, yeah, there's certain, there's certain, um, certain strategies that just, uh, you know, it, it, all the stars have to be aligned for that strategy to work, but somehow people keep, keep trying it. Like the throne challenge strategy is one of those things that the stars have to be aligned for it to work. Um, the all women's alliance is another one, there's, there's like three or four that, uh, yeah, you, you need you need all the all the things to fall into place for it to work. People keep trying
3: them anyways. Yeah, yeah, it's a few and far between. Yeah, sixteen and one world. Yeah, I would say those are usually it just doesn't work.
2: Does right. not work.
3: Um, but it was neat, and Debbie kind of asked about what was going on, and I and I appreciated Jason's candor even in the confessional with you know what he was talking about Did that because that is a very you know, having a child with autism and you know, explaining everything right. going on. And people kind of cued in, like, Sydney, I think, knew more than the rest. And it's like, that's an interesting time to say it. But even Jason's like, hey, I'm not going to use them, but if they ask me, I'm going to tell the truth. You know, and I, I'm, that's appreciative, and he's going to need a lot of money. It was interesting, Scott Pollard, his family also needed some money, which I'm surprised he didn't have, accumulate a lot of that in the NBA, but that was, he's like, they went, you know, focus on their family, and I went to the NBA. It was. It was right. all. They were all Mormon, and, uh, yeah, yeah went with the church,
1: tall.
3: and and he's kind of atypical for your 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 Mormon or Mormon survivors. Uh, I don't think many Mormons are a six eleven or you know covered <laughs> in tats and the funky hairdos. I don't know if you've ever seen Scott's variety of styles he brought to the NBA, and I guess his big controversy. Which I was when I was researching for the season was I guess he thought a camera was off and said, Dude, "Hey kids, do drugs on the
1: on the camera and
3: it was going live." And
1: oh my gosh, for that,
3: which is he you doesn't, know, you know, no one's going to advocate. I wouldn't think many people would advocate for you know, "Hey kids, do drugs," but I think it was just his funky, wacky sense of humor. So I just, oh I saw my that god, I hadn't that heard that one before. And real quick, I I was just searching down my list because I've got to retweet back, and Ty said, everyone is wondering how and why. I think I'll just let the mystery be, is a quote he put. So he's not saying any reason why his errant vote for uh, Jason. But I replied back like, well, can you tell me at the finale, Ty? So hopefully on the the season recap episode, I'll be able to – find some information about, you know, what Ty was thinking. All
2: right. You know, All right, but, yeah. Uh, cause,
0: uh, you know, I can understand why he wouldn't say, because what if, uh, if, if it works into the next uh, the episode storyline or something? What I think something that's
3: good and said. smart, and I'm glad he's not saying, because uh, I always mention Kagayan, It was crazy, the stuff Spencer and Tony were saying back and forth, and it was just like, is anyone monitoring this thing? Because... It used to be a big deal, you guys around on social media or even going to events. You know, when you guys came early to Tosh's Reality for Diabetes, that was a big freaking deal because that had never uh-huh. happened. And now people are, you know, all over talking on Who- Facebook and Twitter and everywhere. It's nuts.
0: Great, great, great point that you brought up because uh, me, Cecilia, Christina, and Flicka broke a ton of rules. To uh, attend the uh, reality for diabetes while Survivor Cook Islands was uh, was still airing, yep. um, yeah, I, I remember getting greened like crazy over it, and um, uh, yeah, uh, they uh, they today, today it's a totally different atmosphere. Today you could talk on social media. We were told I had to shut down all my website, including my band's website. So. Yep. Um, it was totally different, different uh, environment back
3: then. Yeah. Old school, new school. It's amazing when I don't know what the line of demarcation was where somebody's like, eh, whatever. I mean, it's just, it's just weird how they had it on lockdown and then how things changed. But it was it was cool to get to meet you before the season. That was that was a lot of fun. And if I can get Tasha to not be nervous, we're gonna try to get her on here to talk about her event, which. It's coming up in June, and I'm pretty sure Sherry, you're trying to get in, and Billy's gonna. Billy, you're there, right? Again, for sure. I think. I think I'm picking you up, and I'll be there. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm totally there. You're,
3: Aside you're from Roger, you're, you're one of the most consistent at that event. I'm pretty sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. i I only the only reality for diabetes I ever missed was the ones before I would ever been on Survivor. That's the only one. That makes sense.
3: It'd be hard to, yeah. I'd love to
1: see you again, Billy. I haven't seen you since um, Toys for Tats.
3: Oh, nice,
0: nice, yeah. I can't wait. Yeah, um, yeah, Big Mike, if you're picking me up, uh, I-, I think I arrived in Cincinnati like right after
2: midnight. <laughs> Damn, man. I got.
3: Well, we'll see. I'll talk to Tasha about what's going on when I've got. That should be fine. I've got various airport pickups and your pickup, and I'm. I got to pick up Julia. In Dayton, I think, with Rodden. I'm not even sure what the hell. I've I, I got to get the list from Tasha. I'm just the driver and the flight sponsor. So
0: I'll yeah, find yeah. out
3: what's going on later.
0: I uh, arrived that, uh, that Thursday, like like maybe like uh, 12.30 a.m., 12.45 a.m., something like that. I forget exactly, but it's right after midnight.
3: I'll probably be myself or Ron, to one of us, we'll, we'll, we'll take care of it. I, I'm not 100% sure because I think we're doing the the press in the morning and then I'll uh, run right yeah. from there to one of the airports and then I'll be pretty much running around all weekend. So a good bunch. There's a bunch coming from this season, I think, seven yeah. maybe, seven or eight. So, yeah.
2: Yeah, really big number, yeah.
3: And three of the girls I've met at uh, Andrea's thing, so that was uh, – Good bunch, those three beauties, and they're great women, and I think they're all coming to the event, so I, I'm sponsored two of them, and I know the other one got sponsored, so it's cool to, you know, touch base, and hopefully one of them can pull through. Reward challenge um, for ice cream, and I, some people were talking about that. It might not be, it'd be fun right in the moment, but it might be one of the worst things to have out there is all that that lactic or the lactose and all that. So I don't know. What would your, would that be, would that be something you'd be jazzed for ice cream? Or would there be other rewards that you would have preferred for a, a big ice cream social?
0: You know, after hearing about how, how hot it is out there and how dehydrated everybody is and how, uh, uh, you know, uh, the, they have to, you know, everybody's complaining about boiling the water and drinking hot water while you're already hot and, and all that
2: mm-hmm. stuff.
0: I, I would think the ice cream would give everybody brain
2: freeze.
3: <laughs> oh, I'd say, yeah, with the dehydration and all the sugar. It'd be a nice quick buzz, but it's probably like, where's my gallon of water to drink with this would be what I'd want.
1: Yeah, they yeah, have like... some sort of um, drinks to go with it, though, because they were making floats and and they had some sort of, like, it looked like a cherry sort of um, drink to, yeah, on ice. They, so they were serving them drinks to go with the, the ice cream. Well, that's yeah, smart Don and helpful a then. Yeah, Scott was uh, he,
0: made a, he made a root beer float. So yes, yeah, Scott, I think yeah, beer. he's like, I'll
3: take
1: a root beer float.
2: <laughs> like, yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> it was sugary drinks, but they were getting some sort of, Liquid in there with liquid uh, to that. go with it. So,
3: well, I loved it. The, the sign said all the fixins, and I'm like, yeah, make sure they dig deep into the ice cream bowl too. Like, I mean, uh, I love that the show's got so many iconic phrases and all that, but I don't know if they really need to put all the fixins on the sign. But whatever, they, they could were have made so it respectful,
1: dig- you know. Of well, the most of the people who- were, but then one of the people.
3: I think he was trying to be respectful, but it was still rubbing people the wrong way when Jason was on the losing group, and he's like, it's okay, guys, you can get rowdy, you want ice cream. I'm like, is there anything else more passive-aggressive you want to say, because your women fell off about 80 times off their poles? (laughs) Jason was just hot. I think he wanted an ice cream bar and all the fixins and he wasn't able to get any. We could have seen his beard covered in iced cream. If he could and have sprinkles. held the pole
1: up more sturdy, maybe the women could have stayed up on their pole. Yep.
3: Yeah, Jason can't hold his pole steady. That's the sound bite for this
2: <laughs> This week
3: on Mike on the mic. We should tweet that cherry and see if we get Sarge on here next season. But you know who held his pole very rigid? Nick and Scott. They were not. <laughs> I was surprised they didn't even carry him. I saw Eliza tweet like, why don't they do the eye style where you and I've seen it done at the Houston charity event where you basically just carry somebody on your their pole. A um, little into there, not intentionally, but that would have been a better strategy, I think. Is just, you know, Scott and Nick grabbing the pole and just carrying Julia across. They could have even kicked their butts even faster and harder because it was just yeah. a blowout.
0: Yeah, I, I was at that Houston charity and did that challenge and I also did it in the Cook Island. Or I didn't do it in the Cook Island, but it was in my season.
3: It happened there, um, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um I think I I I heard in the instructions uh that um when they mentioned the instruction about going from one pole to the next and once it's mentioned in the instruction that means you have to do it.
3: Oh, that's uh, why they didn't do the variation. I didn't catch that good catch for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. So so yeah, I think I think uh the survivors got wise after running that challenge two times before. that They need to make that a rule.
1: I was trying yeah, to remember have, what season Then they would have demolished
3: them even worse.
1: I was trying to remember <laughs> yeah. what season it was that they did that challenge. Micronesian and Micronesia and Cook, yeah, I think.
0: Yeah,
3: Cook Islands and Micronesia. Well, I'm glad they're making sure they say rules like that to make sure that variations don't happen. It was I thought Aubrey picked a smart on paper. It looked like a pretty smart idea, this you know, kind of a consistent group. It, but it, uh you know, Julia's big and small group, you know, prevailed. Yeah,
0: in, in the case of Aubrey's group, I was I, I actually uh watched the, the challenge back and uh uh Jason couldn't keep his his pole from slanting his direction. So ah. even though the women were getting blamed, it was really Jason that you would think being the, one, the biggest guy on his on his tribe, like he would have to use time holding the pole steady, but it was just the opposite was true.
1: It was only yeah. the right. pole that planted in his direction. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Man,
3: Joe and Jason and, you know, Joe's no spring chicken. I mean, he's a tough old guy, FBI guy, but that's, <laughs> you know, a tricky thing to do with. And, you know, Scott's 6'11", and Nick's got to be, I don't, I mean, I don't have his... Height, but he he he's got to be over six four. I would imagine from when he stands by Scott. So
1: right, right. Did you see when yeah. Scott put all his feet on the, that platform? No, his feet took up the entire final platform. Yeah, and they all had to stand on top of his feet. <laughs> it was like that was there was no crazy. place for anybody else's feet to go but on top of his. Yeah, that was-
0: yeah. That's like a what a size. 16 or 18,
2: some, some crazy number? It's, it's got to be.
0: be, I'd
3: say 18, 19, yeah, something. 18, I think, is what somebody quoted before, so.
2: Wow. Jeez.
3: And so they go to the ice cream, they get the reward. Let me get, make sure there's no good quotes we missed there. Oh, Debbie, more arrogance, which is like, it's an awesome treat, and I'm glad we won, and I'm not sorry for those
2: losers. Oh, my goodness
3: golly debbie like they carried julia cross and you helped but just the the arrogance
1: i Um, felt sorry for aubrey when she had her uh confessional after that when she was crying and she said i just keep making more and more bad decisions
3: it's a snowball it's it's the snowball effect and it's like an avalanche i'm like Wow, but then when you know the end of the episode, it's that's even a better confessional because you know she was on the you know the bottom of her ice cream barrel, and now she's you know coming up strong and she got the she's best a, of them.
0: She's a cherry on
2: top now, right?
3: The cherry <laughs> is on top. Yeah, she's a, she's on top of the pile of ice cream, which is I guess Jason. Who knows? I don't know. But and that's when. They got into Scott's stuff during that actual reward where you know he unveiled all his thing and his mom's in assisted living and he said she's kind of got inverse ALS and I wasn't exactly sure what that meant, but I'm not sure. But she's not definitely not doing well and she needs help. So, you know, if Scott can pull through and win the game, it'd be nice to help her out. But I I imagine he made a few dollars in the NBA even right in the bench, getting that championship. Yeah. So. Um, but I, like Julia, still wanted to work with him at that point. Um, then they, they were cutting over to the next day, and then they showed that poor chicken that should have been eaten like two weeks ago. Thai, I called it a Thai skinny ash chicken. I've never – our American chickens are like our Americans, nice and plump and fat. And that chicken is just so weird-looking because I've never seen a chicken that looks like that. Um, but they, they like to cut to Ty's, Ty's buddy. Does the chicken have a name? I didn't catch that. Does anyone know?
0: I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know.
3: It I should didn't be either. dinner. It should be dinner, but it's <laughs> the leftover. That, poor, that chicken's been resilient. Cause they, didn't they eat one of the chickens, or are both chickens around? No, no they, they ate one. They
0: ate one, uh, and then, uh, yeah, I don't know what they're saving this one for.
1: It was pecking yeah. out of their their food bowl when they got back from the challenge.
3: And that's gotta be you can get like salmonella or something. If you can't lick a lizard, I don't think some chicken foot lizardy foot sticking it <laughs> up in your gross. rice bowl, that can't be that can't be healthy. You know, with all these people with their <laughs> gaping wounds with some chicken flopping around. I, I this is a
2: they its don't a dangerous have the best place. bathroom skills. I'll,
3: yeah so they go fishing that next morning when when the, right after they show Skinny Chicken and that's Julia <coughs> Michelle Ty and Sydney, and then there are the rest of the guys are strategizing and Joe's snoring and I love and I don't know if Jason's just making up stuff about Joe but he's like he wears hearing aids and he left him at home and I, I guess that could be I don't know if that'd really be an advantage but I don't know if that's true or not I don't know if anyone has an opinion on that
2: do you think yeah. Joe
3: has hearing aids or would that be something that wouldn't be allowed a hearing aid? I don't know from con- uh, contractually.
0: Is, he he could wear a hearing aid. A past, past survivor wore a hearing aid. Um but uh yeah, no, it, uh, I, I, I i you know, it, it it brings back my opinion of of, of Jason and, and how he he just says stuff like it's just it's just unnecessary. <sighs>
2: Yeah, which would have been even funnier if implant. Joe was
0: just
3: pretending to snore, and he wasn't even asleep, which wasn't, I, I don't think, the case, but that would have been hilarious if he's like, I don't have a hearing aid. I'm just pretending to sleep so I could get all their dirt. But maybe, who knows what happened. <laughs> but they come back, and then immediately Nick goes to talk to Julia, and that gets Sydney's senses alert. And I thought that was just like, it's just amazing—the smallest thing that can happen—and then she's like, "Well, next time you do that, make sure Nick's not the one that goes and checks, 'cause he, with his body language, everyone could tell what he was doing." And I'm like, "That's, that's pretty true." So then Jason and Sydney—he had to go do some damage control and try to calm her down—and then I think Sydney had some of the, you know, some more of the best quotes of the of the episode. She's like, "Don't check me. You haven't seen me." And then you know, don't check me boo. Like I was like, <laughs> Oh you know, the this tight alliance of three, I think Jason and Scott, you know, let too many other people in and that's gonna be their undoing. as Sydney was with them from the beginning, worked with them to get rid of Darnell and um oh god. Jenny and uh Blondie, Alicia, so I think they're going to seal their own fate on that. But I yeah, that was... I, I
1: agree. She was true to them, but now they're they're sort of leaving her out of the loop. And I think they're really going to, I agree with you, I think they're going to be sorry about that because she was loyal. Mhm. And she's a strong contestant out there. She's a strong competitor. And if she turns on them, I think they'll be sorry about it.
3: Which she did this week, and it was even interesting. Even after she was uh, that perturbed, she's still like, "Well, we're splitting the vote between Aubrey and Debbie." And I'm like, "But in the back of her mind, she's been i like, 'I'm saying that, but I don't believe it.'" Um, so then a commercial break, and we go back, and now we're at the immunity challenge, and that pretty simple-looking challenge, but that just looks like it's brutal. And I mean, they didn't even—I don't think—did they say how long the final two went? Did anyone? I didn't catch. Forty I just minutes. Watched it. 40? yeah they
0: went they went past forty five minutes.
3: Forty five uh, minutes, okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh Rupert was uh on Twitter saying he went an hour. <laughs> so uh yeah, i um, I I I just you know, I was saying on Twitter that little feet dominate these challenges. This particular oh, challenge. Uh. Yeah, yeah. So I wasn't surprised to see uh uh Ty who's the smallest guy and um uh, that uh, Sydney, who was the strongest woman, be the final two in this challenge, because uh, you know, little feet plus plus uh, plus strong legs—that uh, usually beats uh, uh, in, in, in standing challenges. It's usually what equates to win.
3: Yeah, and that was interesting. They did height adjustments, but it looked like the feet hold, the footholds are relatively the same. Which yeah, I, mean, yeah. I, I imagine the height adjustment, but it was interesting. The feet didn't adjust, and old Scott's big old foot was. He barely got his heels on there, I think.
0: Well, on this challenge, we also had the uh, the food temptation.
3: Oh, which yeah. It was
0: uh, always, always a fun thing. Uh, but uh, we had a contestant, Julie, I believe, that fell off the challenge before Jeff Probe showed up with the food.
2: Yeah, he went out with yeah.
3: that huge tray of food, and she fell off. And it wasn't even – it reminded me of Roger and Amazon. That I was – I was like, ha-ha, you don't get any food, you sexist pig.
2: But for Julia, it was like, oh,
3: Julia, you could have hung out just a little bit longer. And that was a nice pile of temptation that they got them with. Yeah. Uh, four four pizzas, brownies, drumsticks, six hot dogs, and cold drinks. I can't even eat that much, but that, that sounds pretty good to me. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, I agree, and... uh um, a little foreshadowing they Something happened similarly To uh, I, uh, I forget his name But he, he jumped off the challenge for wings And he ended up being the one to go in a, in a, in a season pass. uh, uh Oh God.
3: shoot I'm trying to remember who did that
0: Yeah it was uh, the Black Blood versus Water um, Oh uh, Wesley? shoot Wesley, Keith maybe
3: No Keith stayed on and fought It was um, uh, John maybe I can't remember. No,
2: no, But it was, was,
3: you know, Nick didn't even jump off because he wanted to make sure the brains got out. But, you know, Scott and Jason, Michelle and Joe, all together, you know, dove off and, you know, dug in. And I wonder what would happen. I know some things that have happened on Big Brother when they're like, you're on slop. And then, what was that? Jen's like, I'm not eating slop. And they got like a penalty thing. I wonder what would happen if, you know, Debbie or... Aubrey or Nick or Julia would have eaten something. Would they have just, like, yelled at him or not even shown it? Like, what are they going to do if you, like, I'm eating a brownie? Like, (laughs) I'm going to go do it, so what are you going to do? Is there anything you can imagine would have happened, Billy? I don't know. As a past player, something like that, would it just, that you guys listened to what I say pretty strongly? Jeff is very
0: outspoken, so he he would come over and put a stop to it. But, uh. Uh, if he were to, like, grab something and throw it in his pocket, if if, nobody, if only the, the, the players see it, then it's up to them to say something because, you know, Jeff is, is – is is his head's on a swivel looking back and forth. Uh, yep. But if you put something in your mouth, he's going to catch you chewing and he'll say something. Um, he'll He'll find a way to penalize you, like, you know, lose your vote at the tribal council
3: or something. I guess eating a brownie wouldn't be worth it then, but it'd be funny to see somebody do something because that's that's never happened, or at least they've never shown it.
2: I mean, yeah, you would have be,
0: to, I would say if you're going to try to cheat like that, you stuff it in your pocket and hope that uh, nobody calls, none of your own tribe mates call you out.
2: Because
3: they'd be more likely to do it than production. I would think like if, hey, I jumped off and lost my chance, so and you jumped off later, so put that pizza back on the plate because I'm eating it.
2: <laughs> what were
3: after six days? What would a, what were the things you were craving the most, Billy? What would you want? What would have been on a platter that would have gotten you to jump off
2: if uh, I probes was rolled out? Most. Yeah, I was
0: craving beer the most, actually. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, just a, just a cold beer. Um, but yeah, I, I wasn't out there long enough to, to feel like starving, but I was very dehydrated, very very dehydrated. And that had a lot to do with being set on fire. I was very, very dehydrated.
3: That can, that can, that makes sense. Uh, hey Sherry, you were there twenty-two days. What would, what would get you off the pole? Would anything get you off the pole? Would you be tempted um, by anything?
1: It would probably be either sweets or a big old steak.
3: Okay. <laughs> I think mine would be something like, like a lasagna-type deal or something with cheese in it. Lasagna? I think I'd, I'd, okay. <laughs> yeah,
2: well, that's something <laughs> they don't usually have.
3: So if the, if probes rolled out with, like, something crazy that they've never had. You know, just pizza, I don't know. I know I wouldn't jump off for a steak. I'm almost certain I wouldn't. Um, I don't know about a hot dog. And sweets aren't really my thing. So, But maybe out there, who knows what I'd jump off for
0: yeah you know i i i'm I'm the type of person that likes to push the envelope, which is probably what what got me on survivor um I, 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 in the old days to ask what would take get you off and of uh, the of uh, the get you out of the challenge that's how we got the old peanut butter and chocolate moment yep, um, yep. i I would have asked for something ridiculous like I would have said i want a tub of jello with a hooker in it a
2: naked hooker in it <laughs> <laughs> J-E-L-L-O, yes.
1: I'm never going to be able to look at Jell-O the same again, Billy. This challenge is brought to you by Bill Cosby. Yeah. <laughs>
3: the Jell-O pudding pup. Yeah, it'd be, that would be... I'd probably jump off for Jell-O in that scenario.
2: <laughs> Not very sanitary.
3: It's kind of like your chicken run around camp. I don't... Hey, where's that j that's some that jello where's that jello been? But yeah. That could be a I'd perk. like to it could see a- Jeff's
1: face if you would have said that to him.
3: And who would be in there? Like who's that who would be the person that's in the jello? I don't I don't think they have hookers on I mean they're in some weird shop ch- like Cambodia, maybe it would have been the most likely place. I don't know.
2: <laughs>
3: or Thailand. <laughs> Survivor Thailand, I don't know. You
0: know, it's the oldest profession, so I don't think it matter what country you're in. I think they'd be able to find some.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Well, somewhere down the road, if we ever, I hope they never go back to Cambodia. It's just too crazy of a place. But if we're ever in the southeast, I'll make sure I, I'll mention it, Billy, if I go on the show when I get in more shape. I'll I'll make sure I mention that for you. (laughs)
2: Hey, Although I a, can't wait to and, see Jeff's face You say that and I'll one. Be like
3: no. I don't think so.
2: <laughs> you can have a cup <laughs> of
3: jello from the commissary, but not a not a pool of jello. <laughs>
2: um
3: so they, they battle it out, Debbie misses the food, and then Aubrey, it seems like probes was working her mind and she just kind of was like, "Ugh." And then as soon as they're gone, you know, Nick just dives off and then the battle between Sydney and Ty, and I that was a little Ty. I mean he's a little guy, but he he was talking some mad game up there too, and I think he might have psychologically gotten to Sydney. I'm not sure. I think she may have been too strong for that challenge too. But I just found uh, it interesting that he worked her over and she
1: did break.
0: Yeah, I also think she had a good poker face. I think she was a lot worse than she let on.
1: That could be the Once case, he started too. chanting to Buddha, <laughs> I
0: think he got <laughs> he, in your head. He, he was in the right part of the world for that.
2: That's for oh sure.
3: yeah, and it was neat to. They, of all the stuff Ty says, it's a little under, hard to pick up. They they did subtitle when he actually used another language and was chanting, so that was at least helpful to know, you know what exactly he was saying. But then Ty pulls through. And he goes, it was, that was a really cute scene when he went and hugged Jeff. And then he's like laying on the, I just saw this on the rewatch. I guess I didn't catch it when I was there, just laying on the ground with Sydney, And, you know, just, he is just such a compassionate guy. And he's like, I've been through war and refugee camp, so I can do this. It's just like, wow, what these people bring. Uh, But then even when they went to the end of it, Ty's like, yep, it's still a, All the beauties are voting for Debbie, or all the uh, brawn are for Debbie, and all the beauties are voting for Aubrey. Um, So it was still set up going into the the last little bit there.
1: I thought Ty was so cute when Jeff asked him, can you walk over here? And he goes, yes, Jeff, I can even run. (laughs) And he ran (laughs) over to Jeff to get the necklace. (laughs) He was just so cute. cute. You know I'm the telling you, is. if some producer doesn't snatch Ty up right after finale and offer him his own show, there's something wrong. Because the world is in love with Ty right now.
2: Yeah, yeah. He would
1: do uh, okay. great having his own show.
0: Was I the only one that, when, while Ty was chanting his Buddhist chant, was, like, wishing that they would pit him against, like, dragon slayer and, and have his prayer palooza go up against the the buddhist chant See, he would win out in a challenge
2: <laughs> <laughs> that that'd would be, be
3: interesting yeah like wh- whose god will prevail that'd be if they <laughs> had a variety of people there
1: <laughs> that's so funny billy i'm
3: surprised they haven't done that they did your Eurace- ratio and i was talking to my office worker and i was saying who was my office manager, she was asking who was on the show, and I explained your season, and she couldn't believe, she's like, that was on TV? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, it was very controversial, and they lost their a lot of sponsors, the car, you know, the car, didn't the car challenge go away, and then came back just for Fiji, then went away again? Like, it was, a lot of the sponsors were like,
2: "Oh uh, yeah,
3: too crazy. It was,
0: it was, uh, on, on my season, when I was eliminated, uh we did, uh, our CBS had this genius idea of doing my CBS early show uh, interview outdoors. And we were surrounded by protesters, very, very angry protesters that wanted Survivor taken off the air because of the, the race thing. And it, it was, it was really bad.
3: Yeah. And especially like with your tribe, it was a wide range of people from a, you know, a lot of places. It wasn't just, You know, I mean, it's the same thing with all the groups, but it's a little, it was a little more, you know, nation-specific versus, you know, white people. Like, I don't remember, you know, Penner talking about specifically, I'm from wherever. You know, it was just weird. Uh, And I I thought, I knew Survivor would handle it well via the casting process. You know, there were, you know, barely any controversial things besides your joke and whatever the hell Cowboy was talking about at the show. Like... You yeah, yeah. <laughs> well,
0: see, my tribe, my tribe, they didn't do their research. Uh, they had uh, four Latinos from from California, and Latinos are people from Latin America, from the continents of the Americas. And I was yeah. only Hispanic. I was only Hispanic from the other side of the country, New York City. So Hispanics are named after the island of Hispaniola, and they emanate from the from the Caribbean. So they mm-hmm. didn't know there was a difference between Latino and Hispanic. So you know, having having me in that group is a lot like if the white tribe were all like four rednecks from Alabama and like Jews from Canada. A city like, plunger, yeah. It was. And so, you know, it, 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 for my tribe to throw a challenge and vote me out, it's like that obvious. So, what if the white tribe had like four rednecks and a Jew and the four rednecks threw a challenge to vote out the Jew? You're like, you wouldn't need a story. You wouldn't need to look at the edit to know what really happened. And that's the way it was with my tribe. They, uh, they stuck together, and uh, they saw me as the outsider and potential potential danger to them because I was such an outsider.
3: Well, it saved Pinner. Then that's what would have happened if the dynamics would have. I wouldn't really say Adam and I don't know. I don't think Candace is really a redneck. I don't know where Adam. I forget Adam's from, but that would be weird <laughs> if that had happened because that could have actually happened with their dynamics. So
0: yeah, yeah, they could have set up that tribe that way with uh, with uh, the Asian tribe. What, what made a, a cowboy such an outsider there is that you had two Filipinos and two Koreans, and then Cowboy was the only Vietnamese. Oh,
2: so, yeah. Uh,
0: so, again, like, you know, uh, everybody points to his long hair and his jokes, but that was just sort of the way the editors played it up to where race wouldn't be the issue in the edit. But in actuality, it was that, you know, the two Koreans weren't going to turn on each other, the two Filipinos weren't going to turn on each other, so that left Cowboy on the outside.
3: Hmm. Interesting stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that's why I don't think the race idea isn't going to ever come back from that lesson no. that they learned. but <laughs> you, you know, the the occupation idea. Uh, we already have, like like uh like blue collar, uh white collar, and and no collar. I think yep. they, they might take the occupation a little further, and you know have have uh. Like, people in the entertainment industry versus people that are, like, in the factory workers or whatever. They might do stuff like that in the future. Yeah, because
3: Brains, Beauty, and Braun kind of does the same similar thing. It's the same kind of... Your brain's kind of your white collar, kind of, and brawn can sometimes be your blue, and yeah. I'd be curious if they do a political division. That'd be something, especially with the heated political scene we're in now. That'd be kind of crazy if it was, like... Right versus left, I don't know, wow,
0: yeah, yeah, conservatives versus liberals, that'd be interesting, um <laughs> yeah uh, yeah that 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 would be a a better battle, I would think, um uh, but yeah there's there's other ideas that they could do, um but uh, uh uh I don't see them ever doing the race thing again, and I don't see them ever doing a religious thing for the same reason of the race thing,
3: yeah, that's just too yeah. contentious and. Yeah, and that's already been a big factor when it wasn't even intentionally, just who they happen to get like South Pacific. Yeah. Brandon was talking about that when he was on that yeah.
1: Well the protesters come out over that stuff big time.
3: You oh, know, yeah. in season
1: fifteen of Big Brother. It was
3: Oh man. yeah, that was
1: oh, I can't believe it was that. some <laughs> remarks were made and the protesters were just everywhere, and, you know, it was some really pretty bad comments made, you know, the people were fairly young, and I think some of them had been raised in very sheltered atmospheres where they had, you know, always lived at home with mom and dad in the South, and that's all they knew. And yep. a lot of ignorance there for
3: sure. I didn't think there was some, you know, Spencer maybe I think was just <laughs> just trying to be k- crazy and colorful, but I think Gina uh, Marie yeah. and um, oh God, I even Aaron's or
2: pick Aaron, Aaron was, yeah, the, just was the, niab- the one that really niabite. got hit
1: the worst. Yeah, yeah. Um, those two girls I think really <laughs> hit some sore spots and. Man, the protesters came out hard, but I've I've watched Aaron and Gina Marie both really turn themselves around big time.
2: Oh, she and, was
3: super sweet, Gina Marie in New York. Got to meet her. She was yeah, she was really nice and really friendly. The oh, dude yeah. she was and, with was built like a brick shit house. That dude was ripped. My wow, wow, he was a big meathead. I don't know what his name was, but he <laughs> had like she's twenty-five her inch around. arms.
1: Erin is getting ready to have her first baby and she's doing all the YouTubes now where she's sharing her entire pregnancy on YouTube and she's just a doll. So, so beautiful and she's really learned from all her mistakes too. And, you know, they're both beautiful women and they really did learn a lot Mm -hmm. from, you know, their mistakes that they made on Big Brother and they grew from them and you know, that's what that's what matters is, you know, when you make mistakes it's how you handle them and how you grow from them. And I think both of those women learned a lot and they really grew from their <laughs> mistakes. And Oh yeah. So I, I certainly don't think CBS will be doing anything that will invite that kind of thing back on Survivor Where anything race related Will come into play <laughs> They've had enough of that um, Well they it even undermined
3: Fiji Because uh, One of the honkies <coughs> couldn't hack it So that poor girl And then that messed up the second racial division yeah. Into the halves and haves, yeah. haves not And I think that's why Fiji is so maligned As you know M- Not that Melissa great of a season
0: Melissa McNulty is her name Huh? Melissa McNulty is her
3: name Melissa, I, well, sorry, I, I just wanted to be racially insensitive to my own group. Uh, so, yeah, she's definitely not a honky. That's an ancient term for Caucasians. But, yeah, I'd be fascinated to meet her, actually, and talk to her and get to know her. She looks like oh. a lovely woman. I, I don't know.
1: She, I'd love, she'd, I'd love to meet her, but we'll see. Yeah, I
0: haven't, I haven't met her either. I'm curious
2: as well.
1: Big Brother actually had to put up a disclaimer for the first time ever on season 15 um, because of of the situation, and that really turned things around. Um, when you have to start putting up a disclaimer three times a week because the show's on three times a week saying, you know, the content isn't of, you know, CBS or whatever, and oh, it was just a huge disclaimer before every show. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think they'll stay away from any of that.
3: Yeah, they'll, ever they'll again. avoid that for sure. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, but it was just Nick's arrogance that Sydney just couldn't put up with. And she got those girls together, and she went to Debbie, and she's like, I'm on board. And, you know, Sydney's like, I want the girls to stay close. And they got with Michelle and Julia, and they were feeling it. And then it just all came together. And I just was amazed that they were able to piece everyone together, even Joe. Um, and one thing that was a great tweet that I saw that Nick was the fourth person this season, and it set a record, I guess, for the first time going to Tribal Council for four people to go, and he was the fourth. And if it had happened to Julia, I maybe if it had happened to Julia when she went for the first time, it would have set a record. But Brian Corden from Guatemala put that out there, and I definitely gave him a shout-out. So I wanted to mention that. That was a interesting stat that you know I didn't even catch up on. But, uh, wow. yeah.
0: Well, let me ask you, Mike. Don't you think uh, when Nick went to Aubrey and uh, told her told her that they're gonna split the vote and that it's gonna be her and Debbie and that if she's smart, she'll put her vote on Debbie, didn't um didn't giving his entire strategy his, his alliance entire strategy pretty much set him up for this uh this elimination?
3: I think so. I couldn't believe they was that. That pompous to do that, and I think he just likes to manipulate people, and that was his own, you know, character that <laughs> did him in. He just basically did, said exactly what was happening, and Aubrey and Debbie were already united, so it'd be hard for her to vote for Debbie even to protect herself in a, you know, close vote. But then just getting all the women together was pretty easy, and then Joe got on board for this vote. It wasn't like the one where, you know, Aubrey switched her vote, and that made Scott mad. Uh, it was neat to see them all band together in a, in a weird sixth, uh, let me get this, uh, six to, uh, six to two to one to one, which another funky, funky vote. But yeah, I can't believe Nick telegraphed it that, that way. And then all the women came together and, you know, knocked him in. And Aubrey had another, uh, sorry, I'm getting notifications, um, Aubrey saying, I'm running around like Cochran's dream girl. And I was like, now that's an interesting <laughs> quote. That's some. That'd be an interesting <laughs> pairing. I have no idea what Johnny Cochran is up to now. I don't know Aubrey's situation. That would just be a weird, nerd, super idol <laughs> romance. That'd be crazy, though. Um, I
1: let, think she's on the East Coast
3: and Cochran's on the West Coast. That'd be very fascinating, though, if those two were together. He'll probably be at the finale, so I'll keep an eye out for that.
1: All right. <laughs> I have a question for both of you. I had a feeling that Julia may have voted with the guys until she heard Ty talking about the Super Idol. And they kept cutting the camera back to her and showing her face when she was hearing about the Super Idol. And I'm wondering if either one of you had the the same impression that she may have been leaning toward voting with the guys until she heard about the super idol and realized that she wasn't being fed all the information and decided to stick with the girls.
0: Yeah, uh, Debbie kept pointing out to Julia that somebody's on the bottom of their alliance, and he, she kept throwing those comments towards Julia. And so I think that, you know, I think she was the one person in that whole scenario that was still on the fence.
1: I'm glad. I just wanted to see if anybody else felt that way, because I felt that Julia was still undecided at tribal and sort of leaning toward voting with the guys until she heard Ty talking about that super idol. And you could see her face like, Oh, my God, there's a lot of information out there that I wasn't privy to. And I am on the bottom. You know, there is stuff out there I don't know about. And you could just see her face change. And I think that's when she decided to stick with the girls. And I just got that feeling. I just wondered if anybody else had that same feeling.
3: I think it was in her gut, and I think that that solidified it. But I think the dealings on the beach probably were more potent. But that was maybe just the like, well, I was gonna do that. And now I'm definitely going to because I just I think that was just like, yeah, that's my take. because I think she was getting some of that earlier from Michelle, maybe and Debbie and Aubrey. So I don't know. I don't think it all happened at Tribal. But this this has been a season though where a lot of stuff has come off at actual tribal council and not plan like a day or two or that afternoon or evening. So maybe she did, but I think there was, I think the, I think the majority of it probably happened before they got there. And that was just like, Oh yeah, that's going to make me continue with what my choice is. So yeah, that's my yeah. I think, but
0: all right. Fair enough. But, uh, we, uh, we uh since we we're, we're leading into it we're leading into the uh, the uh, what we're gonna see from next week it looks like she's uh definitely somebody who's flip flopping like she's still on the yeah.
3: fence yeah I think she maybe was fine with nailing and Nick but I don't know if she's gonna come back and maybe help get another couple brains out before she wants to go back and then um I couldn't believe the you know the the two cockiest people are so mad that they got played that they're gonna hide the axe and the machete like like that another actually, school analogy. I mean it makes sense and I I I, I might do something similar, but
0: <laughs> this this makes me ask you a question, Mike. Um Ty they need Ty for the super idol to work. He he not only outed that idea, he voted against Jason and now they're, they're it looks like they're gonna employ a type of a strategy that Ty is not the type of person that would ever go along with, which is to starve the women. So do you think this is going to alienate Ty that much more and isolate Jason and, and, and Scott
2: that much more?
3: I I think that could be the that could be part of it. I think that if they do anything like that, I think the Super Idol will work him saying about it, and maybe he's getting leery of them. I still think it's his best bet to win, though, if he's against Jason and Scott. That's like a dream scenario for Ty because Jason's just alienated people and Scott's too too affluent. But I think their behavior and the way he the way his you know mantras are I don't I think he could go against them.
0: Yeah, that's my feeling. My feeling is he would never go along with starving the women, and he's already set up to stand against them with the way the last tribal council went. So uh, yeah, I'm thinking maybe. Maybe my pick is who's sitting at the end might be, might be Ty and, and Joe maybe, or, or 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 Ty and one of the girls that are kind of not really it, it's that much into the uh, the edit, you yeah. know the like like uh, like a uh,
3: Michelle, Michelle like, maybe or yeah. yeah yeah. Well, people are saying that Aubrey's got a good shot with some of her her editing that maybe she somehow keeps pulling through and does enough to.
2: Yeah, she was
3: Sydney, many, Or Sydney, yeah. Uh
0: I I don't know. She was my dark horse pick. But I don't know, after that after after uh going paranoid and, and erupting like a volcano, that's usually something a uh, 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 an eventual winner doesn't do.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. true. She is a little volatile.
3: A little controversial there, she's your dark horse, but we'll see how that pans out too. I don't know. Well we'll go. Sorry, I had to hurry. <laughs> We get some good sound bites from this episode. Increase good. our viewership, so
2: <laughs> our
3: listenership. No one's watching this. That'd be cool. I mean, I'm looking to be more beautiful by the day. We need a video component soon, Sherry, so I can get these women in here to to glare at this beautiful face of mine. So
2: <laughs> there we go.
3: That was just yeah. a Nick joke.
2: That,
0: that's- <laughs> That's actually the tribe you're training for, isn't it, Mike? You're training for the beauty tribe, the next time they do brains versus bomb versus beauty. Hey,
3: I'm all ready to tell Lynn, like in these different scenarios, yeah. It's obvious that you know you know when you want comedy, conflict and sex appeal are the key components they're looking for. So Lynn, sex appeal right here. I look like more American men than Malcolm and uh Reynolds for sure.
2: So
3: No. No, I'm pretty sure I'd be on the I'd be a white collar brain if I was oh. ever out there for sure. So. See, I'm not a no collar do... kind of guy and I'm nef- definitely I I don't think of beauty, we'll see. But ties on the beauty tribe, so who knows? For me
0: to come back they need to do like a victim versus roadkill, and that could be on either tribe.
1: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> There you go. The next thing you've the, got to start practicing on, Mike, is getting some sun. You yeah, I do have now, that ginger
3: blood, so that would be... <laughs> you're going
1: to be I've, so sunburned.
3: Yeah, I'll make Cochran look like Sekou if I go out there, but I've got to hit the... I don't know. i got a farmer burn right now. My arms and my lower legs are... i got a lot of freckles, but if you go above the elbow... Yeah, so I'll have to do something before I get out there. I I don't know. I'd get medevaced due to sunburn.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Speaking of sunburn, I was only out there for six days, and I looked like I was on the wrong tribe. I should have been on the African-American tribe.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that
3: sun's bright oh, and intense.
2: Crazy. Oh, my goodness. <laughs>
3: But yeah, it looks like we're down to nine, and I think there's all kinds of. I think the biggest thing it's going to hinge on is what Julia, Michelle, and Sydney want to do, because then it's you know and Ty too. You got Jason and Scott on one side, and Joe and Aubrey and Debbie on the other, and Ty is somewhere floating around. So be curious Jason to see Scott what good, what happens.
1: They're going to become big bullies again. <laughs> yeah <I> again <laughs> well yeah. and the
3: challenge is I think their biggest threat Ty, depending on these I don't know how good Ty is at puzzles but running around in puzzles and mazes and stuff Ty's going to be pretty pretty tough to beat in all kinds of scenarios
1: well the boys are going to try to make sure they don't have food and nourishment so they're going to try to weaken them in challenges by, you know, not having any nourishment or water because they don't have anything to drink or eat at, at camp. That's their bully strategy.
3: Do you think they're going to eat the chicken just to make time add? That would be something crazy, too.
1: They could. They very well could. You know, they they have a bully mentality, when they get mad or something ruffles their feathers. And they just might de-feather the chicken and eat it just because their feathers are ruffled. And I could certainly Hopefully see they don't that bury happening.
3: It with the hatchet and the machete, that, would, that wouldn't be good. But...
1: Yeah, you um, know what,
0: though? um, uh, they're, they're on a beach. Like, the fine, sharp of rocks and, and coral, that they could use to cut with shouldn't be a problem. So uh, it, it all depends on how much, how much uh, outdoor knowledge uh, the, the, uh, the, the remaining people have as to uh, whether or not they t- the hitting, hiding the machete and the other tools is going to affect them or not. Um, I would say kicking dirt on the fire and turning it off and then hi- and then hiding the, uh, the, uh, the flint would be a bigger deal.
3: Wonder if they'll do that? Hmm.
0: Yeah, that that that's the big deal because without fire, you're back to day one where you pretty much can't do anything outdoors. You know, the the to nourish yourself or to hydrate yourself.
1: Right. So we'll see what they how far they pushed their their bullying, but it seems like they were they were laying in the the uh, hut or the. The camp just, you know, sort of taking it over and laughing at, you know, the girls, you know, and they're enemies because they basically had nothing. And mm.
0: yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think I they were think
1: trying to trying to weaken them so they didn't have any, you know, any strength at, at challenges. And if they if they take it that far, I think people that even they didn't plan on turning on them might turn on them.
2: Yeah, I agree with that.
1: Just, yeah.
0: I, I agree completely. And I'm going to go on a live here. I'm going to make a prediction, if you haven't done any predictions or anything yet.
1: Uh, okay. Gonna, all right, let's hear it.
0: All right, I'm going to say uh, twofold. That uh, Ty sets himself up to be a hero, being, being uh, that he's uh, uh, a landscaper, somebody who works in the outdoors and, uh he'll be able to the the feed and, and to hydrate the women without all those tools, uh just from his knowledge of of mm. just uh being a gardener and a landscaper and all that. So he's gonna play he's gonna play himself as a hero. And uh I
2: like and, uh, it.
0: even even regardless of what Julia does, whether she sticks with the guys uh or not, I think uh there's enough women that are especially led by Debbie who's very uh Who's uh, very opinionated and very feminist. Uh, you know, Debbie and and, uh, and Sydney are very feminist, so they they're going to turn against uh Jason and Scott. And I think uh, that we're going to see the beginning of the end of Jason and Scott, and the and sort of the setup of how Ty wins. That's my prediction. I, I like that that.
2: Makes it. Makes
3: sense, and they're going to. Maybe he'll tell them they'll make a super idol, and then they, they expect to play it after the vote, and then Ty screws them over, and that's what cinches Ty's victory.
2: Yeah, <laughs> the probably. jury
3: loves it. Ty basically tells them to F off. <laughs> like, you guys are not going to get my idol. <laughs> See ya.
0: Yeah, I agree. That's, that would be, that'd be
1: awesome, actually. <laughs> that would be epic.
3: And I don't know any spoilers, but that would be amazing if that scenario happened. He's so nice, so I don't think he'd do it in a malicious way. He'd just be like, "You're not gonna get it," just because he's gonna, they're gonna do something like you know Debbie did with it there, his alliance, where she forced herself on him. Um, and I think that's what he's gonna do. It'd be great. That'd be great TV, especially if it's like at the final five or something. But it's probably gonna be sooner than that if the wheels are turning.
0: <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's, it's definitely coming down to a, a good ending. Um, and and, and uh, what I like about this ending is that we're – at least I am. I'm rooting against people as much as I am rooting for people. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with you there, Billy. Totally. <laughs> I think
3: that's a great scenario. <laughs> yeah. I don't I, – I like Scott more than Jason, but I don't want either of them to win. I don't want – I don't like Sydney. I don't want Sydney to win. I don't want Debbie to win. I don't want Joe to win. I like Michelle, Julia, Ty, and uh, Aubrey. So if one of them right. win, I'll be happy. Fair
0: enough. That's good. I'm totally rooting for Ty.
3: though. probably tell. <laughs> Ty's Ty's a good dude. I like. I love him too. He's still my favorite, but you know Aubrey's right up there. So I
1: honestly think Ty should arrogant, have his own so. show. Everybody has fallen in love with that guy, and I'm telling you, if he got his own show right after Survivor finale, it would be an instant hit.
0: Yeah, I hear that.
1: The guy has gotten just a huge following from Survivor, and he would have an instant hit on his hands if some producer gave him his own show right after survivor. I mean, he has he has that kind of personality where he has enough following from Survivor to get it started. And look how many people have just fallen for him on Survivor. You know, people that gave a show the show a shot would fall for him as well, and he would have an a, a great show. Um everybody who Gives him a, a chance and, and meets him. In, I mean, even through TV, just loves the guy. He has that that personality that draws you in, and I think if if it was set up right, he would have a great show on his hands. Whether it be you know about how to take care of you know landscaping and do you know do what he, he does best at you know on the outside or whatever. I think he would, you know, have a great show, just because of who he is and how he r- interacts with people. All right.
3: I hope, he, I hope something happens for him. Uh, I always look forward to meeting all the casts, but of the fifteen I haven't met from the season, the one I want to meet the most is Ty for sure. Just he's just yeah. such a great dude. So. All right. But uh, well, well I, next week say, looks
1: like it's going to be a great show too. So,
3: yeah, we'll, be we'll back line here up some next other week. awesome alumni to get in here. I'm not sure who. Um, I'm not even going to mention the person I mentioned two weeks in a row. They're getting their their self together, and hopefully, they can make it. <laughs> hopefully, they can make it this next uh, Thursday. If not, we'll. Well, I'll keep uh keep beating the bushes and find some people. I may even reach out to some people that have been voted out cuz I don't think CBS or has given me any flack thus far. They won't confirm it or deny it if we can do it. So, I may reach out to some of the folks that have already fallen that aren't on jury. I definitely don't want to talk to anyone on jury. I don't I just don't want to push the envelope with the network, but I'll definitely talk to some of the pre-jury people and see if one of them wants to get in here and talk about what's all what happened. So,
1: yeah, there you go. Billy, thank you so much for coming on and chatting with us tonight.
0: Oh, uh, my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on. And uh, everybody on social media, check out uh my social media and donate to my fundraiser for the Juvenile Diabetes Research Fund.
3: Congratulations for hitting the 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 250 mark and hopefully you can double that or do even better. So, I just saw that hit today, so.
1: Oh, uh, thanks. Thanks. Tell everybody how they can reach you. Give us your Twitter, your all your your um contact information.
0: All right. On Twitter it is at Real Billy Garcia. On Facebook it's uh uh face uh, Survivor Billy Garcia and same thing with Instagram. Uh same thing, SurvivorBillyGarcia.
1: Garcia. Awesome. There you go. So go and donate. Make sure you Donate anything you can for juvenile diabetes. That's a great cause, and Billy's been supporting that for how many years now? Since
3: 2006. Yeah. There was a bit of an interlude when it didn't happen, but he's been pretty consistent. When it's happened, and he's been a reality star... His butt's been there, so he's he's uh, the only one that's been there to more is Roger, just because he's old, old school. So
0: <laughs> you called him old, I didn't. <laughs> hey, old,
3: old Kentucky Joe's a good dude, and he knows he knows his uh, demographics. But yeah, Roger's <laughs> a good man. He was the first guy survivor I met, so I always have mad nice. mad respect for Roger.
1: All but, right.
3: But thank you so much, man, and uh, I'll see you in what. How's the what...
1: band going, Billy? Yeah, how's the group. Uh, we're uh, we're working on our second
0: album. Um, yeah, we're we're in the studio. Uh, we're down to the last four songs. Uh, and uh, once we uh, work out those last four songs, we go into the recording studio, and we record our second album. So we expect it to be released uh, towards the end of this year.
1: Wow. How exciting. That's really cool. You'll have to come back on and let us know when you've got that done so we can promote for you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, I would love to do that. Are you still wrestling?
0: Uh, I haven't wrestled in a a professional wrestling match in a couple years, but I've been uh, uh, working on my judo. And, um, the, the idea of, uh, of going back to competing in judo, uh, um, I've done judo and Greco Roman wrestling in the past and I'm a national championship silver medalist in Greco Roman wrestling, uh, in 90, 1997. And so I kind of just want to do it before I get too old to be able to do it anymore. So, yeah.
3: Sweet.
1: Always I forgot busy.
3: that. I have no more data on the cast. I forgot about that. Yeah. Cool.
1: I totally forgot. Well, I can't wait to see you again Oh, thank you I'm looking forward to seeing you in June
3: And I can finally meet Sherry So it's going to be a fun, fun time
0: Yeah, yeah Reality Reality for diabetes in uh, Cincinnati So uh, for all of you guys who, who want to come meet survivors and big brothers and amazing racers get a hold of tasha wilkie on facebook and uh or on twitter and and uh she'll give you the load down on the information to that event that great event a reality for diabetes
3: oh yeah i've probably given her right. more than any other charity so i i love it and we'll get her on here if i can get her to talk for an hour we'll see she tasha's a you know i don't know she doesn't like to sing her own praises, but I, I'll I'll do it for her. So,
2: <laughs>
3: but thanks, man, and uh, what a great episode! Yeah, another another amazing episode.
1: So,
0: thank you for having me.
1: Thanks, Billy. You take uh, care, honey.
0: Thank right. you, thank you too. Bye bye.
1: All right, right. bye bye. Wow, how great to have Billy back on with us again.
3: Oh yeah, always a, always a great guest for sure.
1: Yep. Really looking forward to seeing him again in June. I met him up in Toys for Tats. He came in, I believe by bus up there. Um,
3: mm-hmm. He'll get there to whatever your event is. So yeah, he's he'll 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 make it work.
1: Yep. That's been quite a few years ago. I think it was the very first one I went to that he was at it was just quite a few years ago. so well, I think we're about finished here tonight are you do you have anything else to add for tonight?
3: I don't think so. um, yeah, if any listeners want to help uh read my uh Relay for Life is this weekend. There may be some local survivors there, so if you uh, are on Facebook, feel free to make a small donation if you can. Our event's been moved to Sunday because of uh, horrible weather on Saturday, but that's what I'll be doing Sunday, Sunday, trying to walk 11 to 15 miles, so we'll see how far I can go.
1: And Bye you bad. can always find Mike on previously on Survivor.
3: On Facebook. I'm there. i um, on Twitter under Zach's Big Mike. It's our fraternity name, Z A X Big Mike. My Twitter game's getting better by the day. And Facebook, I don't even know. It's just Michael Albright. I I don't know what the I don't know. <laughs> it's gotta. That's the real Michael Albright. Don't let the pretenders trick you. So I'm there, and i the more the merrier, so add me. Just tell me who the hell you are just so I know because I'm getting over 3,200 friends. so I'm trying to ration there so I don't get kicked off of Facebook with too many. So,
1: well, I want to remind everybody to make sure you join us again on Sunday night for the Amazing Race Second pit Step Show with Louis Stravato from Season 16 of The Amazing Race. That is at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central. And we have a really, really big show coming up on Monday. Um, Jim Bagrica, who was on um, a show called, oh gosh, now I want to forget about it, uh, the name of it. Um,
3: I'm not sure.
1: Damn, it's escaping me right now. I want to, It's not Mission Impossible. What was it, Rich?
2: What,
1: what show was Jim Bagley on? Expedition? Expedition Impossible. I couldn't think oh, of it. Oh, okay. Um. Was well, he the visually impaired guy? No. No, no, Sorry, no. I- he's he's ripped. I mean, he, he's the rip he guy is is—he—he right. he was a—he's a cop, um, from Boston, and he is amazing. And he is now going to be on American Grit, hmm. and we have scheduled him to come on and talk on Manic Mondays three days before the premiere of American Grit. Oh, cool. And I had to go through hoops and jump through all kinds of things to uh to get that interview. But yeah. To have him on three days before the premiere has even started, before the show's even started, it's gonna be a great show. So proud to have this interview. Um, Michelle and I both have met him In person A number of times He comes to Toys for Tots Almost every year He's a very big supporter of that And So we're just thrilled to have him on And then he will be coming back um, Either during the show Or after the show uh, To wrap things up with us After the show But American Grit. I don't I guess you've been seeing some of the commercials. I know you know, you don't watch a lot of shows that aren't on CBS, but this show is going to be amazing. Cool. Really what network is this? Or where what's NBC. it on? NBC. Okay. NBC, okay. And it, it's going to be great. Um Really looking forward to it, so well, I hope it goes well.
3: Anytime that they're not there's not survivors on any of those shows, I really appreciate it. So that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So oh, cool.
1: That show is at seven PM Eastern, six PM Central as well. So make sure you stop by and listen to Jim Bagacup from American Grit. Expedition Impossible was a show that was sort of like...
3: Um, Amazing Race, right? Was Mark that with Briness. the three people? Well, or Yeah. Or was, am I mixing up shows? Or
1: No. Yeah, it was sort of like The Amazing Race, but it had some of... Um, it had a lot of different shows sort of involved, and it had some of Amazing Race, some Survivor-type spirit to it. It, I don't know, it just it costs so much money to produce. Um, Mm -hmm. I think they said it was like a million dollars per episode to produce that show. Wow. And although it was just an incredible show, they didn't bring it back because of the production costs. So I so wanted it to return. The the scenery, the challenges, everything was just incredible. They had helicopters flying overhead continually over, you know, the set catching, you know, every possible scene and it was just amazing. Um, the footage they got, and it's just one of the best shows ever, but like I said, the production cost just ate it up, and so they didn't bring it back, and he he did great on that one as well. Um, didn't win, but did came in close. And I'll have to so, look him
3: up cause I watched a little of that season cause I've met, you know, some of the guys from that AJ Gibson and Ryan Carillo who do some stuff out in LA and other events. So I'll have to look him up and see Right. I recognize them. So yeah.
1: Yeah. He's an East coaster. Um, he knows, um, Stravado Stravato and all those people up there on the East coast quite well. So, uh, yeah, check him out. As a matter of fact, I'm hoping he's going to be able to talk about it. Um, If not, I'll tell you later on. But he was also chosen to be on another show that's on right now on Hmm. um, one of the cable channels. But he got called for American Grit, and he chose American Grit, and I'm so glad he did. Oh, cool. Um, So I'm hoping he's going to be able to talk about that Monday and tell that story. So we'll see, because um, it's really, really interesting. So we'll see if he tells that story on Monday, um,
2: oh, cool. and I'll tell
1: you, I'll tell you all about it. But um, yeah, if you can make it, come come listen to the show on Monday. It's I'll try to. We're
3: fun. doing. I think that's for during our conference call for. Uh... The Durham Warrior Challenge, but depending on how quick we're done, I'll try to jump over. Sometimes we're, you know, sometimes we do an hour and sometimes we don't. So I'll try to do both, but they're the same time, so that's what makes okay. it
1: tricky. But I'll, I'll do my best. Well, if you get a chance, drop on in. All right. All right. Well, that's it for us tonight. We're gonna wrap this one up. We're gonna close the show with Ryan, as We always do. Everybody have a great weekend. Take care, and have a a great um, charity event this weekend as well Mike and we'll be back here next week with another Survivor episode and recap thank you so much for joining us here's Ryan to take us out for the night
2: I want to finish off the show with a little music
3: and say to all of my listeners thank you guys and thank you all for coming in God bless you, and thank you for listening to the show. And it was a great one.
1: It was a great one. Loved having Billy Garcia back here with us again. Mike, thank you so much for bringing all these great survivors to the show. Really appreciate it. And once again, have a great weekend. You too. All right. That's a wrap for us. Good night, everybody. God bless. Good night.